Hi guys, welcome to uh, Break the Glass Ceiling with me, Joel Fontaine. Um, so I'm just going in straight away with what we're going to be doing today. Today we're going to be talking about safety in the community, policing and the built environment. And it's kind of like a tie-in from the last session with Inspector Flory talking about police interactions and stuff like that within the community and how people can um, report crimes, XYZ, and how the police can have better relations with the community and who can do what basically, you know what I mean? And today we're joined by our esteemed panel, Desiree Dennis, over here on my left. You can't see, but this is my left and this is my right. <laughs> and then also by Southwark Youth Advisor, Fiona Klein. Yeah. So if you can just uh, introduce yourself and say a bit about what you do and um, how excited you are to be here with us. And I'll start with you, Desiree. Hi, so thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, yes, so I work as a community safety officer on hate crime and um, interaction policing. So when I work on hate crime, we are trying to really raise awareness of what hate crime is and supporting victims and really um, doing a lot of training and helping people to be confident of reporting crimes so they can get the support that they need. And also doing a lot of work with interaction policing about how the, the police and the community to work better and build better relationships. And that involves really for the police to understand the, um, the culture and the history of black people and understanding the culture and behaviours of black people, understanding where, who we are basically as a people. And the things that I always like to, um, to reiterate is that when it comes to um, policing and black people, the hurt and the stigma and the trauma go, goes back generations. It's not just the generation you see now. The young people have seen their parents Talk about stuff or being through stuff or and seeing their grandparents talk about being through stuff so we're not just talking about what we see now on the surface so i think that a lot of work needs to be done in regards to more conversation more dialogue and also more understanding so that um we can build better relationships and break down barriers mm. well there's a lot of stuff that i can't wait to get into because it's juicy and i think we need it and how about you fiona um, so my name is Fiona mm -hmm. and I'm really happy to have this conversation today as well and um, I work as a Southwark Young Advisor so what we do is we work with Southwark and we kind of just work with the community to um, we do a bunch of different things mm -hmm. but um, we've organised events before kind of similar with what Desiree's been doing um, with the police and stuff like that and we try just to um, to help young people mm. really understand um, Southwark's goal and try and like connect Southwark, the council, to young people and um, both ways really. Mm. And um, yeah. Oh, I thought you're doing a lot of great stuff as well. We had other youth advisors on last time as well, so mm. I think it's really cool what you do because you're basically like right there in it and you are actually the people that like it's about. So, today we are talking about, like I said, about um, safety and uh, within the community, policing, and how we can actually work together to create a safer environment um, for the black community, specifically black females as well, um, within Peckham and the Southern area. And so, I've got some questions for you. Also, if you have any questions, that, if you have any things that you want to get at, yeah, you can be like to me, oh, I want to talk about this, and I'll be like, okay, cool, and I'll turn that into a question as well. But first, 
My first question to the panel, like you can, you can just come in when you want to, so it doesn't have to be like you first, you second, whatever, mm. is uh, how do you think the built environment plays a part in children and women's safety specifically within the Slavic, uh, within Peckham area as well? I think it says a lot about what it looks like. I mm. mean, when you look at areas today in the suburbs, like when you look at, you see nice lighting, you mm. see nice white buildings and, you know, the roads nice and quiet. It's like, okay, you're paying attention to the people that live in the area. Because mm. you're thinking, okay, well, these people are rich, you know what, so we you know what, we've got to, you know, make sure that their security is tight and, you know, but polite, you know, mm. and make sure that, you know, if it looks cool and crisp and um, nice and pristine. And then you're thinking, okay, when you look at Peckham now, you're thinking, how much love and attention is taken in here then? Mm. How much love and attention have you got for your people and communities that live in here? Are you saying, oh, because they are, um, they live here and, and there must be like um, a low page mm. or low wage, that they don't really need that um, built, they don't really need, you know, the, the nice, like, look at the graffiti on the wall. Mm. So then, then it's all right. It's okay because that's that's, that's them. That's <laughs> them. You know, that's all right. You know, just pick them mm. kind of thing. And um, it makes me um, remember when we looked at when we were over the books and rights, and we saw when people were coming to London that. They threw people in one area and Brick said, okay, you guys are just stay there. Mm. That's all right. Well, we concentrate on other areas, you know, mm. just put them all here, mm. you know, and, you know, survive, you know, but, you know. Do your thing. Do your thing, <laughs> but just don't come over here where don't, we are. Yeah. And it kind of is because growing up, it was like, we always had a stigma of Peckham. Like, going up as a young person, like, oh my gosh, because our families everywhere, mm. you know, mm. so you're thinking, oh, Peckham, can't go down there. Mm. But it was like, hold on, did you put the same people... Was it the same thing? You put all the same people here thinking, okay, you know, just, just survive there. Yeah. You know, but, but, but the same opportunities you're not going to get kind of thing. You know, same equal opportunities that everyone else has got, you're not going to really get. You're going to get what we give you. Mm. And so and when you look at that and you look at and you know the struggles people are in, I'm thinking, hold on, why people have got a reason to be proud of themselves mm. because of the situations that you were left in and got, you still managed to survive mm. Mm. and still managed to, you know, send your children to school and work long hours. But, but then when you look at the safety now, I'm thinking, don't their lives matter in regards to walking on this, walking mm. down to the shop or to school and to be safe? Don't mm. they matter in that, in that, in that way? And, mm. I, and that's what I'm thinking. Where is priority in regards to being people who matter then? Mm. Where's priority? Is it on a scale? It's like, okay, so how do they decide what is um, deemed like worthy to be sorted out, like with safety and stuff like that? Yeah. Like I find as well, like specifically in like poorer areas um, and stuff like that, especially like in Peckham, it's like the lack of the lack of light, and I see it also in Elephant Castle as well, like in the in the parts that they're not sorted out and turned into like bougie like little brownstone houses like they're in Chelsea or something yeah um is the lack of like just even like lighting and stuff like that and like you said they like to keep things nice and clean and open for when it's like the, the like the nice areas but then when it's the dark when it's the like not done yet they just the lights could the light bulbs out there flickering everything like it's from like some horror film or something like that and you're like mm-hmm. oh my god I'm gonna get stabbed up down here and and I on my street in in especially in Elephant Castle not my street, but it's really where my street was. There was it's a road, and this side of the road are these super nice houses here that they've just mm-hmm. built. They look like it's in New York or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's so nice. The, the fact that these people have no mirror, um, no window uh, curtains or anything like that in their windows as well, 
I'm just trying to really weird. That's how yeah. I know that they're not from around the way. Because I'm like, you've got no curtains and you're just sitting there at your table on your laptop, like chin chin, like just doing work. I'm like, you're brave because I'm walking past looking like, where is the entrance? That's what people think, <laughs> yeah. But they don't obviously know. Then straight over the other side of the road is like these uh, houses, apartments, like that have been there for a really long time, do you know what I mean? And it's literally like no lights on this side of the road. Mm. And, and the rubbish bins, you know what I mean? The Southern Council rubbish bins are out on the street, like the big blue ones. Over here, no rubbish bins. Yeah. They put them, there's an area where they could put them around the side there. And I'm like, this is how it becomes unsafe because you already start to think of this, if you see this vision, it's an unsafe, un, um, uh, hasn't been kept up, unmaintained area. And then this is the good part. And I think that the, the environment they're building has to um, have an element of the people who are there matter, regardless of the, their money or how or where they're from. Do you know what I mean? Not just be like, oh, we're only going to make it safe if the area becomes like bougie with really bougie places and, and people who can afford it. Saying it. it has to become safe regardless. So everyone going in there feels safe, not just the people in their nice little gated community area mm. in Peckham. Because then when they, they do have to have to step out on the street yeah. and they still have to feel safe as well in the street. So yeah. you may as well just make everything safe for everyone so that everybody feels safe. And I think that's something that they have to kind of work on. You know, yeah. what about you? What do you feel? <clears throat> I feel the same. I feel like um, if you look at areas where there's like social housing, council mm. homes, stuff like that, you can notice like even just the way they're built, mm. you can tell that they've been neglected and that there's not that much light and I guess you could really get lost in buildings yeah, like yeah. that and anything could happen anywhere mm-hmm. and you wouldn't really know hear much about it yeah. but then when you do look at um somewhere like um Nunhead let's say mm. that's like more of the nicer mm. part of Peckham you could say where the houses you know houses go down the road mm. I feel like you could say that area is safer than um, areas where there's blocks mm. and there's buildings where it's almost like a maze, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I feel like as a female or just for children in general, that it is safer, um, that it feels safer in mm. um, areas like that where it's a lot more open. Yeah. Um, so they need to work on, do you feel like that's something that they need to work on is like opening up spaces and making spaces more open so people can feel safer and stuff? Mm, yeah. Mm. And just like how um, council homes look, like yeah. keeping up. Yeah, like re like they did my my building. They re kind of did it and stuff mm-hmm. like. That. There's the building in in Elephant Castle. This called the Strat Building. Mm-hmm. They put it there, just dropped it there like some spaceship, like it's a <laughs> or something, thinking that that was going to blend in right next to the shopping centre with this blue thing and pink elephant sitting on top of it, and they put this lighter looking building and then they thought they were going to knock down the other buildings but then they didn't mm-hmm. i don't know what happened but they were going to and i was like but all oh, people live in those houses so i, I guess that's maybe something that made it stop and then what they did is that they redid the building that was the council so then um, uh, building and made it look similar to the other building mm-hmm. just even i feel like they put paint from what the outside looks like they painted it and they put up like fr- frames around the windows you know so you've got like nice double glazed type windows and and then it and then paint it a similar thing and then it looked like nicer mm-hmm. now inside it might still not be so nice um 
but they put lights and stuff everything around they opened up the whole area on the bottom and so then it just looked mm. like this open area then they put those boris bikes outside like they put them everywhere anyway they put them there so they let people know look there's boris bikes here if there's boris bikes you know it's safe <laughs> 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 if was, sometimes people are like are there any boris bikes in the area they're like, no oh, i'm not going there <laughs> How am I going to escape? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How am I going to get out? <laughs> so I feel like that's something that they should do more of, like um, uh, like re-energising areas and, mm. and injecting back into them the things that are lacking. In my area, there's a part part. There's no lights around there. Like, mm. I, I live here and then the uh, Elephant Castle is like over there. Tom Kennett in here, Elephant Castle is there. But to go there and there's some shops and stuff, there's like this, it's not even a park, it's just like, you know you've got houses here and then you have like a bit of green in between yeah. and you just go through and there's like a little kids thing there and then there's like just grass there. It's like that, but there's no lights. Mm. So you going through there, I don't know how people go through there and don't think like something's going to happen. Mm. And actually one time, like me and Mark, yeah, who was on Pegasus uh, Finance, he did the, the podcast before, he, we went through there and these guys tried to mug him and a friend of mine. Um, I don't pay no attention. So if someone asks me if I've got time, I'm like, I can't read. If someone asks me if I've got like anything, you've got a cigarette or light, I'm like, I don't know what fire is. Like, I literally just walk, <laughs> I don't pay no attention to no one. Because I'm like, you're just stopping me. If you don't have these things and you use them, why why am I stopping to give it to you? So I just carry on walking. Whereas they were like, yeah, here you go. Here's this and that. And then it was jingle jangle with their chains. Mm-hmm. And then they would just roll my sleeves up so you can see all the money I've got. And then they're like, and then they tried to mug them, but they didn't get anything in the end. Um, but that's because it's so dark there that they can just, people can just hide in there and like as kids or as women they're going to have to go through there they're just never going to go through there they have to then go this really long scenic route around and that's just annoying like all they have to do is do up the area make it open, make it bright make it um, well lit so that when people do go through there they feel a lot safer yeah. they shouldn't have to be like traipsing around looking for the lights like to walk through like some horror movies exactly and I think it's so important to note that everybody wants to feel safe yeah it's not just like just a white people want to feel safe mm. or black people want to feel safe. Everybody wants to feel safe, and everyone has a right to feel safe. Mm. You know, and so it is uh, everyone's effort in it to in order that there is safe in general, it is safety. And it's also important to note that it's not just because it's a black area that it's going to be black people black commit crime. Everybody commits yeah. crime, mm. and even in areas where there's just sort of like predominantly white people, there's crime. crime in my area in Bermondsey, there was only white people there, and the crimes were being committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those lasers that were dotting through the windows weren't coming yeah. for the black people; they were coming <laughs> for my neighbours who happened to be white. So yeah. it's everywhere, but the black mm-hmm. people are being demonised. Exactly. So black experience is demonised. So if the area is black, then it's, it goes hand in hand. That it must be unsafe. Mm, yeah. and, and that's what that's what can I when I get frightened when I hear and I hear people say, "Oh, I want to hear about the lived experience." I'm like, okay, so you want to hear about living spirit from black people to say that black people are disappointed affected by, by our black people? Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is that what it's about? Someone thinking, what is this agenda about lived experience? And even that whole experience, but um, that whole frame about lived experience, it's a living experience. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's not over. Exactly. You don't have one incident, one, you don't have one isolated incident of a crime or one isolated incident of racism. It's a living yeah instant um, experience mm. so i'm thinking that lived experience i want to hear but i think why do you want to hear it because you've been hearing about so much we will talk and talk and talk mm. and then it was like and then it's like what you say probably gets lost in translation people are like yeah. oh no let's not do it that way let's do it this way yeah. but hold on a minute when it comes to when it comes to safety every single person wants mm. to feel safe i'm sure even men want to feel safe yeah. Yeah. and women and children want to feel safe mm. you know mm. because 
if you if you um when we're looking in regards to regards to parents who work and send the children to school, they don't have they don't have the money for the all pay, you know, mm. to be at home mm. with the children. So you know, it's really good to say, oh yeah, it's all right, just get them, ride your bike. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So <laughs> right, just go after school, just ride around. <laughs> yeah, let's go to school. Let's everyone put in the cars and ride your bike. But hold on, let's look at reality now. Yeah. Gone are the days where your workplace was here and your your school's your child's school's yeah. place was bad and it's mm. done both. Where you can just drop your child's school and go to work and mm. come home in time to pick them up. Those days are gone. Mm. And we're looking at people, and then when you look at them, when you look at pandemic, go oh frontline workers. Most of the people were black, but frontline yeah. workers mm. because they're the people who are doing all this work, doing all the work that nobody else wants to do. Basically, mm. doing all the, um working that two jobs just to make ends meet. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, you've got parents thinking to yourself, okay, I've got to go to work, mm. nurse, you know, do do your 12-hour shift. Your child's gone to school. Mm. There's no, your child's going home by themselves. Mm. You can't even say... It's three o'clock and then it's just like, they're just chilling now, waiting like... This, yeah, this. your child's walking home by themselves, going home to basically sometimes the empty house. Mm. You know, waiting for mum to come home. Probably don't see mum till the next morning or... or mm. you, you, do you understand? And that's the reality of people of a real of real life. Mm. That's that's the that's the reality of it. And so then, can you imagine as a parent, you're at work now and you're thinking, you know, you know the ones. I don't know about you, you girls growing up. My um, my mum used to be like, she used to work nights as well, and she'd be like call the house phone to make sure that I was home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you better pick up that house phone. Yeah, or there's from the house. You know, you I love that it was called the house phone. <laughs> it was the house phone. Yeah, it was the house phone. You know, you better pick up that house phone. Like, are you home? Yeah, we're yeah. This. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so she's just safe. But now you've got these parents now who are probably working their, their shifts and they're thinking, okay, I've got to call my child mm. to find out where they are. Mm. You know, and because now of safety, they need and, to know. Yeah, now thanks God to technology, they can call the mobile phone and mm. say, where are you? They can are see you? them on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you? Uh, where are you? And especially when it, when it comes to um, when the clocks are going go back now. The, yeah. The light. The, it gets darker. It's darker now. They know their children have to walk a certain way. And where, where they have to walk as well. And where they have to walk, or, and the built and a built environment. Yeah. That walking. And that's part so, of, that goes hand in hand with like how it's like if they're not fixing the areas and making the areas like safer for people and for kids and 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 for just everyone. Then it's just kind of pointless. Like, yeah. there's, people are just going to feel unsafe. It's not going to work. And then, even with this Peckham Square thing that they're doing, they have to think of safety. And mm-hmm. we had conversations with some of them before about how there might be areas you don't want that people commit can commit crimes and that people can mm-hmm. be um, chilling, like uh, just around and loitering and stuff like that. Because then that cre- breeds that can create unsafety as well. So, mm-hmm. can you give me any ex- examples of? yourselves feeling unsafe within the built environments that are around in Peckham or in Southwark. Like things that you're like, this is a place where it's just not good and bitch you need to leave that area. Like I will not go down there because that place is just not good. Or even an experience. Because you know sometimes yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. the moment you don't yeah. realise it. It's just like I've got raw anxiety right now. Mm. Like mm. if you had to deep it, what was the thing that was triggering mm. you? Was it the people? Was it the area? To like, me it's both. It, it, it's to me if I'm walking down somewhere, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to. Well, I've got to drive, but mm. sometimes you don't, you can't always get parking, mm. so you've got to walk a certain way, or you're going walking somewhere anyway, um, to your destination. You're thinking, okay, I, me personally, I'm always looking around to see who's yeah. around me. I'm always, and I'm always <coughs> looking, and I always will find myself walking to where I see lighting. Mm. Mm. 
We have to see someone dark. I'm thinking, if that's anyway dark, I'm not going, going down yeah. there. I'm thinking, wow, I will walk a long way. Yeah, the and get, I will listen. I will find a bus. I will try to find something, <laughs> you know. Um, but anything that's dark, I'm thinking no. And um, you do find. Um, I even find that there's side roads where you go down where Goldsmith Road is mm. and stuff. And then side roads around there, they're dark as well at that mm. time. So you're thinking, but if you live there, you're cool because you know the cool. area. Yeah. If you don't, you're thinking, okay, it's kind of, don't see nobody. Mm. You know, sometimes you're thinking, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't like it when, I, when, I'm, I, when I'm walking around. I'm, I don't like anyone next to me. Yeah. So I always feel like, why is they close to me? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm walking and someone's behind me and they're walking too slow, I'll stop and be like, yeah. yeah. Let you go and let me walk behind you and tell you now. So then I'll walk behind them like this and then I know they're feeling the same. So I hate walking like someone next to me. As soon as they're next to me, I can feel them here. That makes me feel unsafe. And I'm like, why does that make me feel unsafe? Just people walking mm. next to me. But if I'm in specific areas, I, I won't feel like that. So if I'm walking, if I'm walking down, I don't know, like if I'm walking in Oxford Street or something like that, and it's like thingy, and someone's walking around, they're just annoying me. Mm. They're not really. I'm not like I don't feel unsafe. I feel like oh, you're so annoying. Like go away. Like look at this big road, and you're walking here right next to me. Like I haven't even got like just. I'm just feeling like my little like sex and city moment. Like diva, <laughs> get away. But then if I'm walking in my area, um, or I'm walking on Warwick Road, and someone's next to me, I'm like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's because of the built environment. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what that. The area is giving you that impression. But do you feel that is a perception that you that have been you've been given? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because because sometimes it could be just someone was walking anyway and it's been annoying because it's contrast of Oxford Street and Warford. Yeah, I'm thinking Oxford Street, um, public place. You know, yeah. it's, I might be getting robbed by someone, anyone. Yeah, kind of thing, but. And for me, is it, is it because that we've been told and drawn us in, this is a bad area? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Bad area, bad as soon area. as this is in the area, like even if I'm in Oxford Street or around and I think of pickpockets, I don't still feel unsafe. I just mm. feel like someone might try to steal my stuff. Yeah. Like, whereas if I'm in the bad areas that, that's been vilified and everything and we've been conditioned to believe that those places are bad, then I instantly think the person behind me because they're trying to, like, they're going to attack me or something like that. They're going to do something. Like, it's always a lot worse than what it is in mm-hmm. others. Like, they're going to try and steal from my pocket and not get caught and run away and run, like a little thief here. Here, they're going to jump on you and, like, mm-hmm. take everything from you and then kick you on the floor and do all this stuff. And that's only because you're in a specific area because otherwise, like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. And that is because that area, they've, they've conditioned you to believe that yes. these poorer areas and these spaces mm-hmm. are... Predominant, are fundamentally unsafe for you mm-hmm. because everyone is there is like running around like it's Hunger Games up in that place here. No one's surviving. No one's favoured in those odds. No one's there. No, no one's going anywhere. There's none of this. None of that. You're literally all just there. Yeah. <laughs> so I always feel like, oh, okay, something's going to happen to me there. But then nothing has like like touch. Wood. Was that, wood? <laughs> that was like a hot. <laughs> Like, yeah, so like nothing has happened yet, but then I'm still got that, I've been indoctrinated into thinking that that's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, and that's bad. And I think a lot of us have as well. And, but the, the reason why I think it's really bad is that um, white people have been, that's been something that they, that's just innately in them is the fear of blackness and the fear of black spaces and the fear of things. And that's why I think sometimes they don't want to see more, um, not everyone, but a lot of them can not want to see more too, too much black stuff happening. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if there's too much black stuff, then there's not going to be as much white stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, there will always be a lot of 
like Caucasian activities for you to take part in. Mm. There's enough for everyone. Yeah, there really is enough for everyone. You know, mm. you start, it, we shouldn't be thinking, oh, okay, no, you can't shine your light too much. Yeah, like, don't don't shine light too much. Yeah. You know, because we've got to let the other people know that white people are here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there's enough for everyone. Mm. You understand? But the, the the thing is that there needs to be enough that everyone can shine the light. I mean, because really, I think the the, the condition of our minds is that you know what, let's always think about race. That's always yeah. like, oh my gosh. Because when you think about, it, if you say to someone, "Oh, I live in Beckham," like for instance, if I if I go to someone, "Oh, if I'm going back with go, oh, so where you live?" Sometimes as an experiment, I go Beckham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just an experiment, you know. But it's like always the assumption, like for example, my uni tutor, he was like, "Oh, you can get to like I think it was some farm," yeah. and he was like, "You live local. You're from South London." No, I live in Wembley. Oh, oh he like, even assumed <laughs> you were like, you're yeah. black, you must live in but South he, London. He dug himself deeper. I went to my friend, he's black, I said, Oh, but you live in South London. She said, No, I live in Enfield. Is that where are the black people? Why are the black people here that don't live in South London? What the hell is this? And I was like, Not all of us live in South. Not oh all God, of us I love that. that is so bloody weird. Like, yeah. you don't live in South London, right? No, but she's like, Okay, you do. <laughs> you live in South London. You live in South London. Everyone lives in South London. Like, you're like, yeah. just making everyone yeah. black must live in South London. Yeah, that's the, that's the assumption. That's and they're like, Well, because it's rough, right? Because there's Peckham, there's Brixton. You know, there's all these places like there's like yeah. castle. So like that's where all the riots were happening. All in that south, there's Woolwich and all those South London places. Like, you know, so yeah. you must be live there. And then all the other people live elsewhere. You know. Yeah. And what's really funny is that when you um where where I actually do live now is Elton. When when you tell black people, oh my god, I used to go to school in Elton. Oh really? Who's yeah. Oh no. No, it's gone now. It's Elton Green. Elton Green. Yes, because now now it's um House Academy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the area, so, it, I hate that area. Okay. So when you say to black people that you live in Elton, they're like, oh my gosh, is that the place where Stephen Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. So every time, every time I'm thinking, every time I say, oh, you live in Elton, like that. Oh my gosh, do you know that um, if um, Stephen Lawrence was killed? And so that's that's a it's a fun it's funny how people associate areas because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. black people associate areas due to trauma. Yeah. yeah. That's what black people associate areas to. That's the only reason why we don't we don't we we haven't got this like that area is bad or yeah. that area is gross or that area is poor or that area is we're just like oh that's where that happened that, this happened, happened. Yeah. that's where this happened and that's, that's where bad yeah that is really bad and it's been it's been bad it's like why are people not really clocking that yeah I didn't yeah. even clock that myself like, we associate places with trauma we associate places well you know what? I don't know if we can go down there because. My friend was down there, and mm. you know what? There was a racist attack and stuff like that. Mm. And all now, because what's really funny? Because that's not funny, but when you talk about Stephen Lawrence, there were other black teenagers that were killed before him. Yeah. But yet, all now, mm. to this day, silence. Silence. Don't know who, you know. And and it was really through the um through the the drive and the the, the power of um Donald Lawrence thinking I'm not sitting down. And let this one and let this one ride because I'm thinking you guys chose a wrong black boy. Mm. That's all I've got to say. You really chose a wrong black boy, you know. And it was a message of saying, you know what? And what 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 it drove me like? Yes, we do have power. We do have a voice, and we do have that strength mm. that you cannot you cannot take away from us. Mm. And that's the thing. When we're talking about now our voice, and we're talking about you know. We want safety. Mm. We want we want to be able to have the same equal opportunities. Just to go across the board. Just across the board. That's really all you have to do. I find it mad though that with safety and with like police interaction in general, like I I feel like black people are at such a disadvantage because 
you you feel unsafe when the police are around and you feel unsafe when the crime is happening as well mm-hmm. so it's like you have to be you have to be careful if you call the police in some situations because it might turn out worse for you in that regard if it's an altercation and you call the police i could go on the street now and some like white lady might like spit at me or whatever start throwing stuff at me and i'm all spit at her back and throw stuff back and then i call the police and they'll come and i will now have to feel like oh the police are not going to believe me and that is an unsafe feeling that um you the other white lady's not going to think that mm-hmm. and that's what we've noticed was where they can weaponize that feeling of unsafety because mm-hmm. now it's apparent because now people know that you don't want the police to come around because you don't feel safe around the police and they can weaponize that so it becomes where safety isn't it's not universal at the moment mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's kind of intersectional it's like safety for you um if you're a, i feel like it's very dangerous if you're specifically for a white um, woman that is a karen or something like that yeah someone that knows mm-hmm. that they, they know I'm going to do this. I'm going to speak to all your managers at the same time. Um, I'm gonna, if you are that person, then it's it's bad because you can use the fact that these people don't feel safe around mm. the people that are there to mm. protect and serve. Um, and I think that that's, that's something that we need to think about doing. And it kind of ties into my, like, um, one question, which is about what are your opinions on, like, self-policing like and the community being involved with policing sorry can we just go back in because you know i haven't actually heard oh, bad yeah, experience yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> i think um so i've i grew up in Birmingham, mm. um and so i grew up in a council estate where did you live in Birmingham? i i used to live mm. on that you know near the roundabout oh yeah 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 no it was Further like down. Albion, mm, Albion thing. Yeah, oh, but okay. closer to, but because it was close to Main Road, I didn't. I never really felt unsafe yeah. there because I grew up there and, and that road's got lots of rides as well. Like loads of cars always yeah. driving up and there. And because it was also like, um, because my actual estate was really loud mm. and like everyone kind of know knew each other, I didn't really feel unsafe there. But then I moved and now I live like. Um, in like brother hive and now yeah. it's a lot quieter Quiet, yeah. and the first night that i stayed there i actually felt really like unsafe like yeah. me and my brother felt really weird there because it's it was just dead isn't it it's really and quiet and like walking there in the night feels weird because you never know like anyone could be weird mm. and like and it's, so it's in that area it seems like there's nothing there as well like yeah, it seems there. like it's just, it's just homes there and yeah. like if someone does something no one is gonna know no, anything no, no. Mm. and i feel like it's the type of area even if you were to like scream or shout no one would even look out the window like that's what i think mm-hmm. I, I, so i have the same experience so when i used to go raving and walk home from the bus mm. stop don't know why it was two blocks away <laughs> the most thing i was scared of first of all was foxes because they used to come out from the cops <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing was exactly that who's gonna come from around the corner who's sitting in their car mm. that i can't see so mm. i used to walk in the middle of the road yeah. and it was very well lit mm. you could see yourself you could take mm. a whole selfie that like, it was that clear mm. but i still felt unsafe in a sense like i was eager to get home i wouldn't even yeah. mind talking on the phone to someone so like kind of going full circle to like what you all have said it's kind of like to i guess white people or mm. other i would say not intelligent people they like to use kind of the stigmas and the propaganda around yeah. elements that make or what they think make an area unsafe like mm. a scary movie if you watch a scary movie without hearing audio it's not that scary yeah. it's mm. that concept so it's like 
you've blurred everyone's vision by saying, oh, it's black areas or um, socially, economically deprived areas, which is the problem. It's like, no, all people are the problem. Actually, as you said, look at crime rates and stuff. You're up there probably worse than black people. Do you know what I mean? So you've painted this whole narrative where it's like, if you look at reality, no matter how much lighting, no matter Mm. how many blind corners you take out of the way, doesn't just doesn't take away the fact that there are crazy people yeah, yeah. And, they're they're gonna there. Yeah. and they're going to do something all the time and, and because of that declaration of that people gasp and cram when 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 do you hear a black go here see a black person go oh you got a degree yes. <laughs> oh, oh gosh you're educated is that the surprise it's like what do you mean is that what yeah mm. we are educated we've always been educated people mm. Always been. I mean, we have people who've been scholars and professors and teachers and lecturers. Because it's the science. You know, we've had people always say, "Why are you so surprised?" You know, like savage, savage, almost like in a sense, like they're always violent, they're always angry. Yeah. The things that they're good at, things like you know, dancing, yeah, you know, entertaining, yeah. singing, mm-hmm. like things that are like, like it's like um, ownership, things that you would use to better your entertainment and your buildings is what um, I feel like, and I feel like that has trickled down from like from just like years and years of, of slavery yes. down and down, and it's still just yeah. like it's kind of like. Um, gatekeeper owner type vibe like mm-hmm. and that's not to say everybody is like that but there is a lot of that remnants of it that's just mm-hmm. the miasma like they haven't even they're not even actively going out there and doing it but there'll be moments when they'll they might say something or do something that shows you know you've got that that gene is in you you know you, you've got that muscle muscle yeah. because you're telling me oh <laughs> dance can you when you can you dance don't oh you're a dancer oh go on dance show me yeah you know black people don't say that to me yeah Asian people don't say that to me i'm not your joke or god yeah like, like, no one ever no one ever says that to me a part of it's only ever if uh like and it's specifically usually like a white girl like she's called becky or, <laughs> Like that's how you know, you know what I mean. Angel, we were wearing a bar and a fur jacket, and she's wearing like Crocs. She was, she was spoken about last week. You have to prove yourself. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, "Dance, go on, show me, show me a move," and I'll just be like, "Bye." (laughs) (laughs) You don't even need help with that one. You can, you can catch that on TikTok as well. (laughs) Like, so I think that that's from from that element of like how they perceive black people to be as individuals anyway like like well actually not even as individuals just as a whole like mm. so when you say oh someone say you've got to degree, they're like really like why really yeah why you mm. go to university and then you finish and then you mm. you degree. it's like it's they've got a very narrow mind they only understand things how they see it yeah so like you said yeah. if you're only good for entertainment, the fact you're a scholar or got a PhD mm. or this, it's like, I can't comprehend it. Yeah. yeah. I can't it. Like, wow, like, usually, like, Asian people should be doctors and black people should be, like, <gasps> dancers and singers mm. and stuff like that. Like, and, yeah. and creatives, like, doing stuff, you know, like, sport, football, things, you yeah. know, like, all the footballers, like, yeah, it'd be great and stuff like, like that. As you say that, like, for example, doing GCSEs, I remember I moved school, but the education at my previous school was way better. Yeah. And I came in and did first, like, mock test, got A-star, one Indian girl was absent from school. The second she heard I was giving out marks and I got the highest mark, she came running in. Couldn't believe I went. And it's like, why is it impossible for anyone else other than an Indian to be smart? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like they really can't comprehend that we are more than what they want us to be. Yeah. So like we said, although we are saying white people 
and we do say as we say the term black asian ethnic minorities the reality then, yeah, is it's, it's, it's not it's, that it's, equal it's, because it's the, i always say it's there's a lot there's anti-blackness yes. i kind of be like it doesn't matter like you can still all be part of the um thing community yeah in terms of you are all one of the letters yeah <laughs> but at the end of the day if you don't like one of the letters in there yeah. <laughs> then you know what to do it's just aim <laughs> It could be aim. It could be aim if you want it to be, because you don't like us, so then we're just gonna go over there. And I always mm. say to people, like, I know so many um, uh, uh, Asian um, from my school as well that just hated the idea. It was more to do with it's like colorism as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of that, that creates an anti-blackness because they are the blackest of mm. the colorism. You know what mm. I mean? So they, they, in those cultures, they kind of don't want to get darker, and that comes down from when they. Being darker meant that you were work, you were working more out mm-hmm. in the street. Mm-hmm. You were like on the rice fields. You were the the, 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 the slaves. Yeah, you the were the slaves in the crops. So yeah. if you were dark skin, it meant that. And then it turned into different because of like white supremacy being like um, Eurocentric looks are the best thing. So then they were like, oh, I need to look like these with them um, people in the Westerners and look like them because they are that's the Western beauty standards are, are this and this and this. Now they try to push mm-hmm. for that. And then it got, that's when it gets colorism. And then now they don't want their children to get, they don't want to get darker. And then from that, it's like, well, these people are the darkest ones. So they're the end of the scale. We don't, I don't ever want to be like them. So they end up just disliking them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, anything they do is bad. It's, and you'll see it all the time. Like I used to get that a lot in, in shops. They would always be like one at a time. Oh, <laughs> that girl. Really? You know the one at a time rule, yeah? Trying to, these people try to be funny like they used to draw on the door one at a time yeah one person at a time on the door of the thing they had one person at a time they had pi- pictures like little sick people with black people oh, coming yeah. in one at a time one at a time of you of these ones yeah, yeah. and then on the other one uh, like you could have like four of just ones that were not coloured in black so like one at a time for a black person that you could have four anyone who wasn't black yeah. And I was like, and at the time, you don't even think anything. You'd be like, waiting at the door, like, one at a time. <laughs> but I'm like, it's my turn soon, Jamal. Yeah, 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 next year. Like, you'll be waiting. Meanwhile, Susie, Susanna, Susetta, Becky, all walking in yeah. one at a time. Be like, enjoy your chocolate bar, babes. Yeah, like, and I, and I didn't even think nothing of it. And now when I go back mm. and I see one at a time, I'm like, rah, they really did just say the black keys are going in one by one. <laughs> like, yeah. hurrah, hurrah. Because you're coming still. Because you're coming still. So we need to keep an eye on you. And we can, over here. And that is like an Asian corner shop, you know? So they're getting racism held at them from other people anyway. And it's very rare, they would not be getting racism held at them from black people. You're not gonna get yeah. black people going to them, you fucking need whatever, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, they're not gonna get that. So it's so funny that they still, within the, in the face of racism held at them or whatever from these type of people, they're still gonna be like, you can come in for you can come in though. So it's like- You're safe. You're safe, you're yeah, safe. yeah. You're safe because these black people are not. And that is actually, Really, that's a really powerful um, tool for what? white supremacists to have. <laughs> yeah, it, and the question is, what is it about black people that makes you feel safe? And I think I think that's what that's a question that I think we need to unpick for themselves. Mm. Because what is it about a black person that makes you feel safe? Because that whole one at a time, yeah. <laughs> it's like what you you assume they're going to they're going to steal when at the end of the day, 
what they don't understand is your home values. Yeah. If you ever stole anything as a child, you went home and your mum go, where do you get that from? Because <laughs> you're not getting any money. You're not getting money and you're going to go, you're getting the listen. So they know, even yeah. if your friend gets you, your friend stole it, so you're going to get the beating. Yeah, exactly. You're going to get the beating that you I can't get your friend. Get <laughs> and I think that goes back to the police as well yeah. and why the police have certain um, stereotypes mm. of black people. And I feel like, because I think when it comes to the police, I think, um, a lot of the police officers that work within um, our communities don't actually come from the where we're from, yeah. and so we automatically are disconnected to them. Mm. So if I see a police officer or a police van, mm. it's it feels like an outsider yeah. coming into mm. my area, and I think it feels the same for them that like they feel like outsiders in the community because yeah. then they're gonna go home to wherever they live that's not here, mm-hmm. and then. So they see this area yeah. as just like their work area, yeah. and so it's not actually. I don't know how they might see it, but it it feels like this isn't really their community. And mm. I think the best way to um, tackle the issue when it comes to to um, the divide is like um, starting to try and connect that t- those two things. Mm. Like for the police to actually want to be part of the community and want to understand what happens in the community as well as the people mm. and I think that's one thing that is lacking but yeah that's the key word want yeah mm. that's the key because the thing about it, it's different when you're told because you imagine can you imagine you've got a lot of um, white officers that live probably in Hertfordshire or wherever mm. and coming into London dealing with black people now that upbringing could be that upbringing is like they've already seen their white friends around mm. them, mm. And, you know, and you know this is how that's how these how people behave. And you know, you seen um, I've seen footage going back from years ago about um, these people going, oh, black people this, and black people that. The prob- problem a lot of brought up on that. I'm thinking that's a, um, I'm thinking that's well, you know what? That's a condition of black people. So now you go into a black community. Oh, and a black person commit a crime. Yeah. Because mm. that's what they're like. That's what they do. That's what they do. And then it's like this anger. But what, what is that anger? Mm. That's what it get, That's what gets it's me. It's like premeditated, isn't it? Yeah. I find it funny. It's I find that people are... Um, when you said about um, what about them makes them so scared of black people, I think it's the, it's the, the fact that they can predict everybody else like, and they can't predict black people. Like, black people are will do whatever they want to do mm. they've gone out it's because they've you can't do this put this thing on black people and think it's going to stay on them you can't put your foot in them and think you're going to keep your foot in them mm. eventually they're going to slice up your back toe and just <laughs> come out anyway they're going to find a way out and it's been shown that that's what mm. um you do through can't history yes yeah. you, you can't, can't box this so when they don't like that they're like you little why aren't you just stay in a box and just do what you say so mm. they end up thinking okay what we'll do is we'll make everyone fear you and everyone think that you're a criminal, everyone think that you're uneducated, everyone think that this is it, so that yous will fundamentally turn on each other and destroy yourselves. And that's, mm. what, that's what I think um, um, is happening. And that's why when people, oh, there's lots of, but there's any crime or unsafe stuff, stabbings, whatever. Oh, there's loads of stabbings there, though. And they're like, the people, I mean, so, you, I, I, you know, I really don't want to say anything, but I feel like, like you know, the black boys, they need to stop stabbing each other. And that's mm. what people say. Like, and I'm always like, why do you, like, that's what you think that all black boys are doing is stabbing mm. each other. The same way I say, okay, oh my God, oh, all those white guys need to stop stealing money from each other's bank accounts. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because that's what all that fraud, all the white people in the bankers are. Like, there's 
crying on every part, you <laughs> know. Part, but they're just only focusing on that part. And that part, the stabbing part that's happening with those kids or whatever, that doesn't affect you. But that fraud does. You need to worry about you need to worry about the, the, the weeds in your own garden stop mm. worrying about the fucking rubbish in mine, yeah. That's why I was saying people mm. like you've got this stuff going on there, but they they create crime as a kind of like this is what crime is. Don't worry about the rest of that other stuff. Yeah. It's you're, a structure. You're, yeah. It's like a, yeah. a fog kind of mirror. Yeah. They don't want Smoke you to mirrors. Yeah, there we go. They don't want you to see the truth of the fact that we are actually harmless people. Yeah. That at the end of the day, if you want to go deep into why we're doing knife crime or why that is a problem, that should be your question. Not just, I want to stay away from them. They're like this, they're like mm. that. Because mm. we don't do that to you. We know what you're like. Yeah. We've been transparent, but we're still in your face. Mm. Yeah. We still talk to you. We're still that brazen. But you guys will slight us, do little sneaky slight things behind yeah. our back and then say, oh no, I've got a black friend. Mm. Oh, I had rice and peas the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Mm. I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> 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 when it comes to um, black people, I feel like when it comes to like things like our features, like our hair and stuff mm. like that, or just the way that, okay, so when it comes to, this is a bit unrelated, but. No, it's all related. It's like, um, in school, mm. let's say, if I had my natural hair out or there was one other girl that we used to have our natural hair out, like, mm. we got told that we couldn't have it mm. big. So we would get told to, ah, uh, basically, contain your hair down. Yeah. That's what we got yeah. told. And so one girl actually ended up, like, cutting her hair yeah. because in school she wasn't allowed to have... One time I had braids in, I wasn't allowed that. It, mm. was, a, it was very weird. And I feel like I it's, 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 yeah. it's making us yeah. feel like we don't look professional and yeah, that goes yeah. down to also why um white people or other people may look at you and think oh you're a dancer yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense because you're black but when you have a degree it's like oh but i don't know i think they have this idea that um black like people are almost unprofessional yeah. i think when it comes to so that's us in school as well with yeah, saying that your bloody hair can't be it this does. way even your natural hair is unprofessional mm. how are you going to be professional mm. when you grow up your hair is as wild as you yeah mm. And I think even just like um, allowing us to be chill kids, because mm. I feel like um, the way kids act, you're loud, mm. you know, you can express yourself. Like if you see children on the bus, they're loud, making mm. jokes. But if you see a bunch of white kids doing that, there's not an issue. Yeah. But if it's a bunch of black girls or black boys doing that, it's, if it's boys, it's ah, oh, I'm, scared. What they're like, doing. I'm scared. And if it's girls, it's ah, oh, they're so ghetto. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're being too loud. And I think. That's also another reason why I think with my parents, especially, they told me, "Oh, don't, don't can't, do don't be too loud, don't be da da da," because people are gonna view you in a certain way. But in reality, we're just being kids. Like yeah. everyone, everyone doing the does same that. Thing. Everyone, that, and that's that, funny that you said that about yeah. that. You, um, if you do it and you're on the bus specifically backwards and they're being loud and stuff, you all they instantly feel like, "What's going on? There's mm. trouble. There must be trouble. Unsafe. We're not safe. Like we don't feel away." Mm. And then if there's girls, but. Same way I'll see a bunch of white boys run, jumping around or whatever, or a bunch mm. of white girls jumping around. Yeah. And there's literally like, even even within myself, I don't notice them doing anything. But I'll notice the black boys on the bus because mm. I'll be like, I don't think they're up to trouble, but I usually feel like other people are going to be thinking that they're up to something. So I'm quite like, I'm quite like, no, don't do anything because these people are just going to be funny. They're going to they're gonna try and get funny with you. And you can see the, the, the oh God, I 
oh, like like if like on the bus or something like that. Oh god, they make it all on the tube. Like oh, don't look at them, don't look directly at them. Like it's Medusa or something in terms of stone, and they're like just bubbling or just having a laugh. Whatever. I don't care. I look at people. I find it funny if people are doing something funny. I'm gonna mm. be like, I'm not gonna look at them because they're gonna look at me and they're gonna steal my watch. Like mm. that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> they're, just, they're literally dancing around or whatever. So it is your point again. But then that means in schools we are being kind of conditioned on both sides mm. that the white kids who might not be thinking anything like that at that point because they're probably not they're not like mm. your hair is unprofessional <laughs> they're not really yeah. saying that meanwhile they've got balayage and everything going on and i'm like girl that looks like a basset hound so how can you be saying anything you know and then you think that as a as a as a black girl in school that your hair is unprofessional that you cut that, that they cut it off to make mm. it conform mm. with what they that. tell you is professional mm. and what they say is professional is usually something that is quite eurocentric yeah that's mm-hmm. unprofessional, but this beautiful mane here, look how wonderful uh, Stacey's hair looks. Yeah, you could have that as well. Yeah. You could have this look and then you could get a job. And it's crazy because <laughs> some of the white girls would have like dip dyed hair yeah, and exactly. they wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah. And, and if I, if you had like, let's say you had braids in and you had like a lighter brown and a yeah. darker colour, that's literally what happened to me. I got excluded. Oh, wow. Yeah. I beg your pardon. It was in year eight, I got excluded, I got sent home. My mum said she's not taking up the hair because she did it. Yeah. And so and um, the, school, the school ended up allowing me to come in for a bit. But just even that, the word you even said, allow. allow. Yeah. Why were you, al- like, They're I like, don't understand. Mm, it's okay. crazy. And it's because they were trying to say, oh, you're not allowed two different colours. It was a very small, because you know when you buy packs of hair? Mm. Yeah. But we didn't buy enough. So went mm. back to and finished it off. It was a very similar colour, you know mm. what I mean? So it shouldn't have been that well, much of an issue. Even, you yeah. go to school to learn. Yeah, yeah. Why is it on my hair? Why does my hair offend you? Mm. Literally. That's, 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 that's what I need to understand. If it was the uniform policy, yes, but my hair's not... Can you can you purchase my scalp? Mm. Yeah. Please tell me that. If you can purchase it, then we can have a conversation. That's what they They send you home as well. Yeah. And like, they know, but they excluded you. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, you've done wrong. Like, mm. like they're like... You you are so rude and belligerent with your two tone hair. How dare you <laughs> yeah, come to this place and bring? No, you? how dare you be black? How, how dare you be born? How it's dare you? Know I mean, it's actually. Yeah. And one time, this one was the weirdest one because me and my friend Sydney that you guys yeah. met before, we had like we used to do this. Like, you know, it was like two braids at the yeah, front yeah, yeah. and then it goes into like a bun. Mm. Yeah, that hairstyle. We weren't allowed, and they said because the boys aren't allowed lines in their hair, and they said that that was lines. <laughs> no, That's what they called it. Okay, tell them yeah. When you see a white girl with a braid in the hair, tell them it out. Yeah. But the funny thing is, they would have definitely have a, a, a white girl with a a pigtail yeah. 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 or, or something, and they don't say anything. And, and it's, it's, they don't wonder why black people are so frustrated. Yeah. They wonder why they're so frustrated and get angry and stuff. You can't even do your hair. It's you not. I'm coming to school to learn, but yet you're attacking me because I'm black, mm. and you're attacking me because of my hair. I mean, you, let me just show you that I understand my hair. Mm. Mm. Our hair grows more when yeah. we, when we put it in braids yeah. and stuff like that, you know. So hello, but and and because of color as well. Are you serious? Mm. Mm. No, like, it looks like two cut. That that's definitely two. That's yeah. honey and that's brown. But not only that, <laughs> not, not only that, yeah. You took your time to mm. look. Mm. They even say, "How are you today?" Yeah. yeah. How was your day today? You okay? How's, how's school going? How's school how going? Is it alright? Oh, it's like you took a time to look at my hair as a mm. problem. As a problem, and because you're looking for a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So and because that's not a, that is not a problem. Mm. 
It's mad okay. that they even do that. Like, I find mm -hmm. it just crazy. Well, because then people are going to start dyeing their hair green. And all this color. This is not green hair. Yeah. This is just... It's still a natural It's still color. a natural color hair. This is just braided because it, it protects the hair, one, mm -hmm. and then it keeps the hair, helps the hair grow, too. This is keaping me means that I can get to school on time sooner. Exactly. Because it means I wake up and I go. And this means exactly. I can go. Because we can't wash and go. We can't yeah. wash and go. So we can't wash and go. Can't wash and go. Can't wash and go. I can't do a quick blow dry. Just a quick blow dry. I can't, like, I can't do that. I can get out. Of it. I can't wait. You know, I'm not going to need it. I'm going to be a long time with a quick blow dry. So this is this is um, a protective hairstyle. This is keeping my hair protected and bringing me in so I can come back and forward. You should be telling me that it's not professional mm -hmm. and it's not this and it's not that. Like, you can't be saying that. Like, it's just so annoying that people do that. It's, like, it's, it's like you're really highlighting now your white privilege. Yeah. That after you can get up in the morning, not even, you know, when you see women when they wash their hair, they don't even dry their hair. They just, just come outside. Just come outside. We can't do that. Imagine that. You'll be dead. You'll be dripping, <laughs> dripping <laughs> everywhere on you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We cannot wash and, you can't you do that. Cannot wash and go. No. Come on now. Mm. And for that, because obviously you get in the morning, and since you've got to travel with that, you know, you've got to get ready. The last thing you want to do is spend an hour on your yeah. hair. That's the last thing you want to do, you know? It's just madness that they, mm. that, that they would like tell you that you can't cut that. Right, you're actually going home now because you've got that hairstyle. You're yeah. not, you're not going to learn stuff now yeah. in school because your hair is like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a million and one hairstyles that. The other um, pupils will have white girls will be coming in with the baby hairs that they don't have. <laughs> 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 the other day, I looked at their face and I thought, "When did you black? Because you yeah. real pale right now." Yeah, like, with the baby hairs that they don't have, using a fringe as baby hair, like doing the most. Yeah, literally mm. a whole like frontal piece here wrapped around, like it's coming like a beard now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but they can do that, but then I can't do yeah. this. Like, but at one time, that what she's doing was ghetto. And I'm yeah. like, she wouldn't even want to do that. Yeah. That was good, but now it's cool. It's allowed. You're allowing it in school. Yeah. Yeah. Is that really professional? That yeah. that 2020 thing with diamond, isn't it? Because is that professional? No, but it's fine. No, it's okay. It's it's it's, it's okay for you to embrace the black culture. Mm. You know, because you know what, we want the culture, we don't want you. Yeah. You know, that's that's it. That's mm. what they get. We, we, we don't mind true. celebrating your music with you. We don't mind, you know, eating your you food. Know, eat mm. food and do the same hairstyles, but don't be black, please. Mm. <laughs> Can you do what you did with the hair, but just do it without yeah. being black? Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. And, you then do, and then we'll like, then you can come back to school. <laughs> but then, I, I remember when I went, I went to work and um, I had my hair out and I washed my hair and I thought, oh, you know what, I really can't bother to, you know, straighten up my hair today, you know, so, you know what, I just went to work with it. Like, a little, I think it was nice, you know, I had the side, you know, I had the curls hair, da da da. Mm. Got to work and someone looked at me and goes, Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, thanks. We know you knew it was, it was like, Nah, yeah. I'm not lying. Because I was planning to have straightened it anyway, but yeah. I'm not doing it in the evening. Can't move yeah. to do it. So I went home and straightened it. Got to work. Oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that's better. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I went home and I washed my hair. <laughs> All of these things in general it, it, it amounts to being environments that make you feel unsafe because you don't feel safe in school to even have your hair a certain way mm -hmm. you don't feel safe in work to just have to just be left alone yeah and then you go on the street you don't feel safe in a shop you don't feel safe on the tube you don't, and it's like the existence can be like a lot 
it can be a lot just always like oh it's always like you're, you're navigating through spaces always in kind of like ready mode for something someone's perception, for someone's of, perception of what you should mm. be what you should say and that's why i feel like the safety of everything is kind of like a community-based safety would be good like mm. i saw this thing on the news the other day and it was about these dads that were in america that is called dad something and they you see it schools and they literally yeah. just go to the schools and to patrol, take it. patrol it and stuff that's on duty that's on duty yeah. yeah and they literally just go and they make sure people aren't fighting they're cracking jokes they're being like like making sure they're um, saying nice things to the kids and, they, yeah. and the kids were like I actually like it because it's the like it's just nice seeing like dads here and they're like and some people don't have dads yeah so it's kind of nice for them to have someone at the school to be like oh what, what do you do to say with your work and then they just check it and they're like oh it's cool and that type of thing is cool or oh, I did notice so on that thing when they showed it that all the dads were black yeah and oh, I was yes. like yeah and I was like isn't it funny that like in the school, and the people that were talking, they weren't black. They weren't all black kids talking. Mm. They were other kids talking. But I was like, <coughs> so it falls on us to do the stuff again all the time. Coming back, like the, the the people that are experiencing the issues have to come back and fix them as well. Mm. But the issues are being done by mm-hmm. by someone else. So having the community based type of like safety so they have the community support officers and stuff like a community support officers that's what they've been there but they're with the police anyway yeah. i feel like if areas could create or do something that would be really cool because then people would know like you said in your where you lived before mm-hmm. in um Bermondsey, you knew everyone in the area yeah. you knew everyone knew each other it was loud like if they had people there that could resolve issues that were going on and stuff like that yeah. that wasn't the police people would respond to them better so that when they come they weren't ready to attack or they were mm-hmm. like like you said when you see the meet down you're like oh my god what's going on like it was just people that were like hey you know there's this issue like guys like so like you can't say guys it's going to get you in trouble you know and they're like yeah okay get off the stairs because they listen to them like please come boy what's going on here nothing man we're just sitting here like what, what look, what's, what's your name what's your name what's your name it's expensive yeah straight away yeah and you become like i'm just sitting there why are you coming in my area like you can't say get up what's your name what's your name you that's how the police will come because they are again coming from outside yeah seeing from from stevenage wherever yeah um um harvester seeing no one else and then seeing um that people as work so they're coming in to remove the cattle basically mm-hmm. going back to safety within the built environment in the areas that we live in in Southwark as in general peckham peckham square um <coughs> what services or things would you put would you want to put see more of or put in place to make sure that it felt safer for um, people like you um i feel like um, in my area specifically, I think things like youth clubs really work. Yeah. And I noticed that, so there was one youth club in Syracuse mm. specifically. I think it's called Cops, but it closed down. But mm. when it was open, everyone used to go there. Mm. And it was like, it was somewhere where, you know, it was safe for young people. And so I felt safe going mm. there. Everyone there felt safe, and the people that worked there was like it was like a little community. Yeah. And it was really nice to have somewhere to go, like after school, and so I think stuff like that really um, gives young people a place yeah. to be. So and also, you're kind not of like outside, and and it's good for like social um, skills as well, mm. like how to communicate with people that you don't know and new people, and to find differences in people. Uh, like good because mm. you come into a space and you don't have any preconceptions or judgments on it and you just get on with each other yeah. regardless of anything mm-hmm. do you find that there's a lack of those spaces now more yeah. so than ever yeah i think um 
So that place closed down probably like four five years ago, I mm. think. And I think since then I haven't really seen much youth clubs or youth centres in my area. Mm. And I think um, that it would be really helpful if they were implemented again. Like, mm. I think I noticed, even when I was younger, I noticed how it mm. had an effect on me and my friends. And even because I was a bit younger, mm. the older people, it gave them somewhere to be. Yeah. You know? mm. So not only are they not causing trouble, they're not, obviously they're safer. Yeah. And so, um, parents feel they can send their kids yeah, to the youth clubs. Send and be like, are they there? there? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it was like before. There used to be adventure playgrounds. They yeah. used to call it like in my area when I was growing up, adventure playgrounds. And it's pretty much the same as like a, a youth center where you would go after school and they would do things like play table tennis there, play PlayStation, mm. um, snooker, people be playing football and the things, go on those swings and play cat and mouse and stuff like that. And then they would be doing like um, painting or those things that used to pour that white stuff in it and then it would dry and then you could paint them mm. like plaster stuff yeah and all kids would be there from little age to um, much bigger ages yeah and the lack of them like they still have the one in Woolwich I think I'm not sure I, haven't, I think when I went past there after like 10 years of never being around there I saw it or I think it was that but I did see that other ones were closing down and those spaces <coughs> were vital especially for me like I was by myself so going to those schools going to those places after school, it, it was like, I was less, I was with people now, because I knew that when I left there, I'd be by myself. So I was mm-hmm. like, it actually really helped. And the lack of them, like you said, 100% is impacting. I don't even think it could impact. I'm like, it is it actually is. impacting um, the youth without, they've got nothing to do. Mm. They've got nowhere to go. So what do they do? I think they know that though, isn't it? So like he was saying that most pet mall on the privileged side have their au pairs, their nannies, and they know we particularly wouldn't have that. So without throwing conspiracy out there, I do think a lot of things are strategically done. So like I heard recently that they don't put lighting in parks. So I was coming back to your point Mm -hmm. because they said it encourages people to kind of loiter there after night time and they don't want to encourage that. But obviously in my head I'm like your new builds are well lit. So yeah. So turn those lights as well. <laughs> but obviously it's like it just shows us a reflection of choice. Mm-hmm. So you've made your policy, but your policy does seem to be very skewed yeah. to a particular group of people. Mm-hmm. Same thing with access to certain facilities. Mm-hmm. Again, skewed mm-hmm. to a certain type of people, which always comes across. You're trying to infringe on us. Yeah. You don't want mm-hmm. us to be successful. You always want there to be a some problem. form. Yeah. 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 And my point on that exactly because it's like I'm I'm really I'm thinking that they want us to be in a certain position because then they always have a job. Yeah, mm. too. Because it's like if you're always there, if you're always you know if, if there's always a problem, you always need someone to to provide a solution. Yeah, so and they are the solution. You and they are the solution, so you're always being a job. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It's uh, like hello, but we that's a, that is such a that's a that's an actual tactic though as well because yeah. I know a company a dance company that. I was about to say a similar to mine, but they could never. That <laughs> 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 uh, uh, basically teaches classes to people and then makes them believe that they're getting better, but they know they're not, and keeps them in kind of bondage, mm. like keeps them, keeps them not growing, keeps them kind of basic, mm. um, because it keeps them making money right. if they keep making them not get any better. Whereas me person and the um, teachers that work what I work with want everyone to get so good that they don't necessarily have to be there and they choose to be there now rather than they have to and I'm telling you you're getting good but you're not ready you're you're oh my god you look amazing but you can be better like I don't want that I, and, and they do that because that's a tactic to be like the best way to keep us paid is to keep 
feeding these fish, then starving mm. them, and then throwing them back in the water, then feeding mm. them, then starving them, then throwing them back in the same water. Mm. So you yeah. just keep regurgitating the same people. So then that is like such a, an interesting tactic that they, like you yeah. said, they want you to always be, they want to always have a job. Yeah, and so, so you, you people can't get good. <laughs> so, because yeah. if you do then, what, 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 what do we do then? What do we report on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know um, today there's no crime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, what do we say there? What do we say there? <laughs> Shall we make something up? <laughs> I don't know. But um, in regards to like, I'm, I'm always thinking about going back to basics. Mm. I mean, I remember when, like, say the youth clubs, these were loads of youth clubs over yeah. And just um, thinking, what, and what I understand about um, people in general, and especially young people, is that they want somewhere, they want to socialise, they mm. want to be out with their friends, they want to, you know, sit down mm. and chill, listen to music, play on TikTok, well, they want all yeah. that, but they want a place, a safe place to do that. But when you close down all these areas, you force them into stairwells, you force mm. them into other places, into mm. parks, Pops you force like them into yeah. um, other places, and then saying that they're committing crime, and then saying it's a problem, mm. they're saying it's active behaviour. But you force them into those places because sometimes at home at home it's not really appropriate to do that mm. at home, you know. Mm. And so then when they're saying about the whole thing about the parks not being like, hold on, community wardens, do they shut up only six o'clock? You know, at five o'clock is that, is that when they the shift ends? Because we have community wardens, we have safe neighbourhood teams, we have all these things, but is it a nine to five day work? So mm. the question is, is that if 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 we're saying about a built environment, why is it that? Um, I know at between 9 and 10, or between 9 and um, onwards, I'm not going to see no police officer walk in. I'm not going to see no community or, um, warden. I'm not going to see no one. I, I, I can guarantee that. you probably see little one, someone drive by, but why is it that we've gone to the point where the police visibility is like non-existent, mm. especially mm. at night time, you know? And even if you do rounds, you know, you say, okay, we'll do rounds, make sure everything's okay. And that there's not too much stuff going on. I mean, because we will have people, you know, you have people um, hanging out in corners, you know, that it can be innocent sometimes. Maybe it's not. But as a police officer, as a, as, as a, um, as a police force, you can investigate that, you know, not make yourself go higher from the right here. Yeah, okay, cool, let's go. If not, okay, let me do my job, kind of thing. Mm. But then, and then it also goes to, well, we come to the built environment. Yes, it, uh, it takes our, us as a community as well to come together and think, you know what? When we're going to police our own community mm. there. We're going to make sure that we know who who's coming in here. And we see that happening in several places. You know, mm. when you see videos like, Who are you? You don't belong on this road. Because, yeah. because he knows that you don't... Think, but I live here, but I've never seen you. But it's not even like being that aggressive. It's like, you know what? Let us police our communities. Let us have our neighbourhood watch. Let mm. us um, let's talk to each other. Let us know that we can be confident to call the police and say, Look, do you know what? There's strange things happening on here today. Like, please, and they're going to, and they're going to fix it, and they're going to yeah. actually and they're going to no, yeah. attend. Yeah, because because sometimes when you see like police for, um like fifteen cars on one person, you're like, I'm okay. So. Is that necessary? <laughs> <laughs> so when someone goes, um, they didn't come. Um, we wait two hours. Yeah, no, why? Because I was like, <laughs> I love when I say that. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, and they're all just like chilling around, like, and I'm like, raw, like. You have all this time here now, but yeah. you know there were some neighbors. I could hear the people fighting downstairs, and you were like, "Yeah, I won't be there for a while." That's how mm. they stay there, isn't it? Like, because it's like that area is not important. But this one little black man over here on the street corner, yeah, he, mm. he's, 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 yeah. he's very important. And it's also important to note because being in the position that I am, I've met some really nice police officers, mm. really, really nice people in the police. 
but they're not the ones on the ground. Mm. You know, so you're like, <laughs> so who's that on the ground? You know, yeah. who are they? Because you listen to them and you're talking to them and um, they're hearing our heart, you're hearing how passionate they are. But it's like, but if I was in trouble, I want you there. Mm. You know, I, I want, I'd, if I'm in trouble, I'd be like, I want you, Inspector. Yeah, yeah. I want you, Sergeant. You know, because you know that they actually mean it, they care. They, they care. care. And so that it goes again now, okay, do you know what? It goes to the point of wanting. Mm. You, you yeah. can't just say, do you know what? Let me just put this, um, say, um, PC so-so, you're assigned to Bermondsey yeah. or revive. But hold on a minute. I have, um, I don't really know about the black community. Okay, let's get to know them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's I sit down and talk to them. It let's, would be yeah. important if um, we actually knew the police officers that work in our areas. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how that could work, but... We gotta make it work. Yeah, yeah. we got we got we got, we got we got to keep knocking on someone's door until someone answers. Mm. I feel like they need they need to they need, they need to, to do it, and then they need and us telling them that that's what we want, yeah. and that's what will help their environments be safer yeah. for people. Like it will be, and overall, it will actually be safe for everyone because it mm. means that the police will know all the people in the area. That all the people in the area will know the police, mm. yeah. so you'll know when someone's doing something bad or who they are. You, there will be no hiding from people. Mm. They can't be like, oh, I don't know who that person was. Someone knew them because mm. yeah. they're your friend, and we mm. all know you, and we know that's your friend because he was in the da 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 da. da. Mm. So it all links together, and then people will feel safe walking the street. People will be safe to report mm. crimes. Yeah. The police will feel a lot less anxiety going into like black spaces, feeling like mm. everyone's going to start mm. throwing spears yeah. at them or some shit. And then yes. um, the people will feel a lot safer when the police come through. They mm. won't just assume the police are coming to drop them up and, and put them in bloody handcuffs and stuff yeah. and like mm. stupid things like leaving the washing machine on or some shit. So it's like, it actually will benefit everyone. Like, and transparency is the best way. I would say like, once everyone knows stuff, everyone knows everything, things seem to just work out a lot better um so i'm hoping that with all of this the side turns together stuff and with breaking the glass ceiling these kind of conversations can be relayed back to the the correct people and they can start having the conversations one but also having the active constructive creations from mm-hmm. those conversations because sometimes i'm like it's good that we're having the conversation i'm like i don't want to have a conversation with you I don't want to have a conversation next time about the conversation that we had that conversation. Yeah. I want to have a conversation about what you created. We have a meeting about yeah. a meeting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when are we having a meeting? Oh, we're having a meeting next week about the meeting we had on Thursday, about that meeting we did last Tuesday. And you're like, oh, I don't even remember what the meeting was about. Yeah. So you need to have, like, they need to be actively creating. There has to be purposes. If you want to have conversations, there has to be conversation with a purpose. What's the goal at the end yeah. of it? And I think that they can relay these things back and from you guys talking today which is really great and really thankful for having you here today mm-hmm. I feel you. like that they will be a lot of insight for them to work on um, and hopefully we can see change in the future for us all so yeah. I just want to say thank you to you guys for coming in it thank was great you. I'm so glad I got I gave you this little mouthpiece of then <laughs> because they's had stuff to say <laughs> and um, we'll see you next time uh, on breaking the glass ceiling uh yeah we're just gonna bounce now Mm -hmm. say bye bye bye